You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on The Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome in to Pirate Basketball Overtime here on the Sports Objective. Pirates victorious on Wednesday night, 79-50 to over the Delaware State Hornets. Um, you know, that game wrapped up a little after 9 o'clock. Some things going on, but uh, better late than never as we take a look at the Pirates' seventh win of the season, improving to 7-5 and five overall, 7-3 and three at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. Coming off of consecutive losses to SEC opponents, each of those by a couple possessions, 68-62 to South Carolina at Minji's, 70-65 against the Florida Gators down in Lakeland in a game that uh, ECU really had an opportunity to win but could not make the plays late, much like the game against the Gamecocks. Uh, you know, we've seen it so many times down through the years where a game like this, uh, right before the holiday break, you know, and uh, you – Maybe you lose the game or at the you know, best case scenario, you win it in very unimpressive fashion. Fortunately, that was not the case last night. East Carolina never trailed. And, you know, they came out um, not particularly sharp early on the offensive end, but they were lights out defensively. You know, Coach Schwartz, and you'll hear his comments in their entirety here just in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, Coach Schwartz had this to say. In his post-game remarks, I thought we had one of our better defensive performances, if not our best of the season, and that's why the game went the way it did. As coaches, you worry about these games because of the timing. And then if you throw in some of the games that we just had, two very gut-wrenching, emotional games, and with the break coming up, this was, this was just a scary game. Just proud of our guys and our coaching staff. So uh, definitely uh, very true there. So many times uh, down through the years, we've seen this type of game come back to bite the Pirates. But uh, nice to be able to carry some momentum into this week-plus break. Uh, East Carolina will return to action on Friday, December 29th, when East Tennessee State comes to Menjis. And taking a look at the statistics for last night's game, uh, first for the team numbers, um, East Carolina, 30 out of 61, shot just shy of 50% from the floor, 8 out of 21 from three, 38.1%. Six out of those eight makes from deep were by R.J. Felton. Uh, you had the Pirates going 11 out of 12 from the charity stripe, 91.7%. We out-rebounded the Delaware State Hornets, 42 to 33, 16 assists for the Pirates, 9 from the Hornets. ECU turned it over 10 times while Delaware State had 15 turnovers. Coming into the game, you know, this was – you heard about the three-guard lineup, the mid-range game of DSU. Uh, they were coming off a sizable defeat at Wake Forest on Monday night. 
Uh, the Deacons led by 10 at halftime, then went on to a 29-point victory, uh, as the Pirates did tonight, or excuse me, last night. But um, taking a look at some of the individual numbers, what a night for R.J. Felton. R.J., 26 points, eight rebounds. Again, those six three-pointers, a season high. Um, just one shy of his career high, which was seven from a season ago. Brandon Johnson became the 26th player in East Carolina history to have 500-plus career rebounds. Heck of a night for Brandon on the glass, pulling down those 15 boards to go along with 13 points and another double-double for B.J. Um, Delaware State's three-guard lineup that I referenced, um, you know, those three young men had, had been very impressive uh, up through, you know, their first, I guess, what, 13, 14 ball games. But you had Delaware State on that that three-guard lineup was limited to just a combined 20 points, going seven out of 30 from the floor and just two out of 15 from beyond the arc. And each of those three came into the game shooting 36 or 37% or better from a three-point range. Again, the Pirates will return to action next Friday night, December 29th, against East Tennessee State, 7 o'clock tip-off at Minji's. And then, of course, that following day, December 30th, you have number one South Carolina, Dawn Staley's bringing her Gamecocks to Minji's to take on Kim McNeil and the Lady Pirates. The Lady Pirates victorious in dominant fashion this afternoon over Charleston Southern, uh, winning that game by uh, close to 30 points at Minji's. Another, another um, businessman special, if you will, a holiday special uh, with that rare one o'clock tip off on a Thursday afternoon. Um, but right now, let's go ahead and go to the post-game remarks. We have the complete remarks of Mike Schwartz. And you can also find these on our YouTube channel, Coach Schwartz, uh, meeting with the media following the game. And this is what he had to say about East Carolina's 79-50 to win over Delaware State. ...to the season, and that's why the game went the way it did. But as coaches, you really worry about these games uh, because of the timing. And then if you throw in some of the games that we just had, two really gut-wrenching losses where our guys were very, it was emotional games. Uh, and then with the break coming up, this was just a scary game. And uh, just proud of our guys, our coaching staff. I thought our coaching staff did a great job preparing our guys. And I thought our guys executed tonight. And, and uh, so fortunate that we were able to win. To harp on that, this was your opponent's season low in points with 50 points. So what do you think, what do you think went into that? Was it rebounding, the matchups, or? I think that you made a great point, the rebounding. Uh, this is a very good rebounding team. They're plus six on this season, uh, playing really good teams. I mean, they played Wake Forest, they played Penn State, they played Longwood twice, they beat Chicago State on the road. They're, they rebound the ball as well as any team we've played so far. It happens to be the last two teams we've played between Florida and that were very good offensive rebounding teams. Uh, we didn't do a very good job versus Florida. And to be quite honest with you, when you look at the numbers, uh, late in the game, I mean, they stacked up on offensive rebounds. They went to a big lineup. Um, I give them credit again, Coach Waterman. He went with a big lineup, and it was effective them getting offensive rebounds. But I thought for the most part, we really emphasized defensive rebounding the last two days uh, since the Florida game. And I thought the way the game started, and particularly in the first half, I thought we did a pretty good job on the defensive rebounds. Three of 20 shooting from beyond the arc tonight. What did you feel like was working for your perimeter defense? Well, you know, they are a team that, you know, we going into the game, this is not a high three-point shooting team. Not that they don't have guys that can shoot it, but they're a unique team. They play in the mid-range. 
uh, which which I love. I mean, they do that. They shoot the mid-range shot very well. They don't shoot a lot of threes, actually, from a volume perspective. They're towards the bottom, just in terms of how many they take. Um, but I still think we guarded the line pretty well because they ended up taking 20 of them. And to be able to, I, I think we've put a huge emphasis on contesting shots. And, um, you know, look, some nights you're going to contest and they're still going to go in. But if you, you give yourself the best chance to defend that three-point line when you're active, uh, pressuring the ball, contesting shots, and without looking at the tape yet, I thought that we didn't give many open looks where it was just uncontested. And, we, you know, we have given up some of those early in the season. How encouraging is it for the way Sears played? I know he came in and he had six straight points and just kind of does well defensively, but he's also shown some offensive. Yeah, that was huge. I thought the way he came in with that with that offensive rebound, I really think offensive rebounding a lot of time is a barometer for how a guy, his readiness, his uh, uh, aggressiveness. RJ Felton, the same thing. He just goes and gets those offensive rebounds. Usually see it add up in the stat sheet with other areas that he plays well. And Sear gets that tip in the start, and the next thing you know, like you said, he scores a few possessions in a row. And so uh, it's really big for us. Uh, you know, and I thought he had a chance to do it again in the second half, and it just didn't go his way, and he fumbled the ball a couple times. But uh, love Sear. You know what Sear does every day? He shows up in here. He's the first guy or one of the very first guys in the gym getting ready for practice. And every morning he's working out. If we practice at 8, he's working out at 7. If we practice at 9, he's working out. So he puts the time in, and I think we're seeing it. I think, I think us coaches were seeing it, his teammate are seeing it, and you just have great respect for guys that, that put it in the books like that the way he works. Coach, to harp on what he said about Sear, how do you balance having a big lineup with the three bigs, Sear, Brandon, and Ezra, and then you started a three-guard lineup with Bobby, RJ, and Cam? Yeah, you know, uh, every coach would love to have a lineup that you say, hey, we're staying with this the whole time. But Cam just gets eligible. So we have Cam all of a sudden back, and you're playing Florida. We really didn't, weren't 100% sure until going into that game, okay, what was going to happen. He plays, Sear starts, thought they did a good, Sear did a great job. He got off to a little bit of a rough start, but then played really well, especially in the second half. Now you go up against this team, and this is the first time all season we face a team that's gonna play 50% zone. And so I don't think it's the smartest to line up Sear, Brandon, and Ezra versus a team that's gonna play zone because we knew we needed to drive this zone. It wasn't about shooting, nothing to do with shooting. You have to drive a zone. We wanted to drive the ball in the paint versus the zone and having Cam, Bobby, and RJ with Ezra and Brandon keeps the court a little bit more open and gives you a chance to drive. So I thought that that was the best. We were pretty confident they would start in the zone tonight based on what they did versus Wake Forest. And they did it, and, and I thought that that was effective for us, allowed us to get off to a good start offensively. How do you think Cam is transitioning to his role two games under his belt? I think he's transitioning great. I think our team is very excited about him. I think uh, they've welcomed him. I think Cam, we know he's a really good offensive player. When people forget, he can really defend. Uh, in the Florida game, he was very good on defense. This game, he started on Robinson, who was as hot as any guard in the country coming in over the last five games. He was averaging 20 and eight. and. So, and we had Cam on him to start, so Cam can really defend. I thought he did a great job. He can pass the ball very well. He allows us to be a very good passing team with Bobby out there and RJ and Brandon. I think all those guys can pass. And so what happened is he came over a couple times because he's still getting used to his teammates, who he can throw the ball to when, understanding, that's normal. As far as him not making a three, zero concern about it. I know how great of a shooter Cam is. I see it every day in this gym. I see it every day in practice. That's gonna happen. They just haven't dropped yet, and that's just timing of getting back in. He's two games in. So uh, we love what Cam's doing.
Coach, speaking of Cam, how does it feel now? It's been like such a cloud over the program, knowing whether or not he's going to be able to play. And now finally, the NCAA said he can play for the rest of the year and everybody that's a two-time transfer. Yeah, you know what it does is it's almost exciting because you almost have like a new team. And what I mean by that is you're practicing every day. Think about this. Every day we're practicing, we are saying, is today the day we might get the call and Cam is eligible? Or is it not? So you, you don't just say, okay, Cam, you're not eligible. You can't be with the first group or second group. But you also can't put, you have to make sure everybody's ready. So when Cam gets that and that weight is off his shoulders, at least what it allows is this team, his teammates and the coaching staff to say, okay, here's what we got from now until the end of the year. And so we haven't had a chance to do that yet, whether it was because of injuries or because of the situation you're alluding to. And at least I believe now this will allow us to get that continuity that we've talked about in this room before that sometimes maybe this team has missed early in the season. So I'm excited about that. What do the next nine days look like for the program between now and the next game? Uh, next four or five days, the guys, heck, there might be some that are already on the, the, the they're already on their way out of town right now. And that's why this is a scary game because you know the guys and they, rightfully so. I'm so excited they get to be with their families and friends and they get to do that. So uh, guys will be gone for the next few days. After Christmas, we'll come back and we'll hit it right away. There is no slow roll back into it. So right after Christmas, they, you know, they get a break right now, they come back, we'll get going and we'll get ready for East Tennessee State. And I know the coaching staff will be getting ready for East Tennessee State right away. But the program, the guys well-deserved time with their family and friends, and I'm happy for that. Callum with the spot in the second half, their update on him. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, uh, Nate came to me and said he wasn't feeling well, and he said, I don't know if he's available, and that's it. And, you know, I think it's probably, it's going around right now. I think it's going around everywhere. There's so, I'm sure it was something like that, but I don't have an update. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. There you have the postgame remarks of second-year East Carolina head coach Mike Schwartz. Uh, now let's go to the comments from R.J. Felton. Again, R.J., 26 points, 8 rebounds. And then Brandon Johnson, 13 points and 15 boards. Here are the comments from R.J. and Brandon Johnson. Six points, was it just going tonight? Man, just cut the dress, man. It was a different mindset, man. R.J., you're up to like 40% from three-point shooting this season. Um, what kind of went into that improved shoot from that area? Well, uh, standing in the gym, just uh, muscle memory, um, just just all um, when I'm missing shots, just 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 thinking about like mechanics and all that kind of stuff. There's like a mentality too, where if you're open, you're just comfortable with, with that shot as well. Yeah, yeah, most of that. Brandon, uh, congrats on getting your 500 re rebounds tonight. What does that mean? You also had another, you also had another double double tonight, so. Thank you, first of all. That's big time. Uh, I didn't know I had 500 rebounds. Yeah, that's cool. Well, man, get paid. <laughs> uh, Brandon, as far as you guys and RJ, you had the tough loss at Florida. How good does it feel to come back? You have a great crowd tonight, uh, right before the holidays, and you get a really nice win. It feels great. Uh, going into Christmas break, you know, I think about a loss. Uh, we can relax for a little bit. you guys take away with playing with, with a lead the way you guys did? You know, some games you got to come back. This way you guys led the whole time, had a lead, extended the lead. What was that you know, like playing with that? Well, I say, um, you gotta, I say that um, playing with a lead, you got to stay, um, stay locked in. 
and uh, then we focus throughout the game. Um, but like when we, when you up, you gonna be like, oh, it's not, it's not time to jump around. It's time to like uh, execute on the fundamentals and all that kind of stuff. RJ, how nice does it feel for you, kind of coming off the back-to-back -back games, coming home and getting the win before the break? Well, it feels great to be honest. Um, <coughs> going home with a win, uh, feeling good. This was this was like a key game for us, like like the games, like before the break. It's like, hey, you gotta you gotta um, you gotta lock in. Can you guys talk about the defense tonight? It seemed like you were really locked in, and your defense was really high tonight. Well, I say I say it was more like coming off that last game, how um, reflecting off that last game, we had given 21, 21 offensive rebounds, um, and I say and I say this, it was more locked in with our matchups coming into the game, and um, and we got all we, we got all our goals. Brandon, you guys have had to play this season with some guys missing some injuries, some illness. Um, so with that experience, does that kind of help you guys um, incorporate Cam into the lineup, just having played you know, with the man down throughout the year? Yeah, for sure. Cam's a big help. Uh, we're used to playing with Cam, too, because he's been practicing all year. So uh, he's just a great addition to our team. How good is that to know with you guys with now that you don't have to worry about whether he can play or not play? He's with you all for the rest of the season. It's great. Uh, when Cam gets going like he's, he's still not where he wants to be or where he could be so when he gets going it'll be a whole different team for a whole different year when Cam get going watch out <laughs> watch out man. yeah i was gonna say both of you guys have been on the floor for a million um national anthems so what was it like today when the crowd had to take over what was that feeling like nah it was pretty it was pretty cool though how everybody was just singing together and, um, it was it was tight <laughs> Do you guys ask for anything for Christmas special? Anything for Christmas? Uh, some great home cooking, some a big plate, of, a big plate of mac and cheese. So I missed out, on, I missed out on Thanksgiving. I ain't missing out on, on no Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anything for you, Brandon? I just want the same thing. Thanks, guys. There you have the post. There you have the post game remarks of Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton as the Pirates. Once again, victorious 79-50 to over the Delaware State Hornets on Wednesday night. And now um, bring in Dave. I know, Dave, uh, you were there uh, at Menji's. And what were your thoughts of last night's win? Well, I thought it was great to have a commanding win. I think, uh, like Dorothy said, there's no place like home. And, you know, Bubba, you and I have been following uh, ECU basketball for many years. And no disrespect to Delaware State, but this was a nice, uh, convincing win. Uh, I've heard other media talk about uh, Steve and I going to show today uh, a boring win. And you know what? It's great because you have an opportunity now to put the SEC losses behind you. They were close games. And, you know, what Coach Schwartz was worried about, about the maybe this would be a game that guys would not be paying attention, kind of what we call a trap game. Um, but I thought that in the past we might win this game, but it would be close or struggle. But it was nice to see a 79 to 50 game and a game that we never trailed, Bubba. We we took command of the game and kept it all the way through the entire game. Yeah, that's um, not sure what you may have heard earlier, but that's what I opened with on Coach Schwartz comments regarding the, the play of the defense. And, yeah. and then just and then just also. Like you're saying, so many times we've seen this type of game right before the holiday break bite the Pirates. 
And yeah. um, now it's nice to carry some momentum uh, into this, you know, eight or nine day break um, before the game on the 29th, Friday, the 29th, seven o'clock tip off against East Tennessee State. And um, here in just a moment, we'll briefly discuss, you know, what lies ahead for the Pirates as that will be the final non-conference game. Um, but very quickly, uh, I'll run over the team numbers. We've talked about the performances of R.J. Felton and Brandon Johnson. And taking a look at some of the other numbers, uh, you had Ezra Saar in 22 minutes. Ezra had 10 points and uh, ju just one rebound. He did get in some early foul trouble, but uh, then and you know, did some did some nice things after halftime once he was able to get back in the game. Uh, Cam Hayes. 25 minutes. Uh, I believe that matches what he played against Florida. Uh, Cam showed some progress offensively. Like Coach Schwartz said, he, that's just one of those things. He, he feels confident in his ability to knock down shots, but he's been excellent defensively and, you know, and brought uh, a lot to the table. Otherwise, he wouldn't be playing 25 minutes uh, right, off, right off the bat. Uh, Cam finished with nine points, five rebounds, three out of seven from the floor three out of four from the charity stripe. Um, Bobby Pettiford, uh, seven points, four assists, and two rebounds for Bobby, three out of five from the floor in 28 minutes. Um, Sear Malonga, Sear did some nice things, especially in the first half. Uh, didn't capitalize on a couple of opportunities, as Coach Schwartz referenced in his postgame remarks uh, in the second half. But uh, Sear in 13 minutes, three out of six from the floor, six points, three rebounds for the Pirate big man. Um, Caleb LeCount in 12 minutes had four points. Jaden Walker had two points, three assists, two rebounds in 18 minutes. Valentino Pinedo scored a bucket in 10 minutes, also pulled down a couple of boards. And then uh, there, late in the game, you had Evan Montanari, Logan Bourgeois, and Callum Richard play two minutes apiece uh, down the stretch. Um, Quentin DeBouge uh, had just had just uh, one minute of action uh, in last night's game, and uh, then leading the way uh, for the Hornets of Delaware State, uh, you had um, Wesley Oba. Uh, Oba came off the bench in 27 minutes, seven out of eight, uh, 15 points and nine rebounds. But uh, the story of the night, as Coach Schwartz mentioned in the post game. Uh, was the Pirates limiting that three-guard starting lineup um, to, you know, the starting five for Delaware State last night just scored uh, 20 points. Uh, so 20 out of the out – or excuse me, 21 out of the 50 points for Delaware State were scored by their starters. And uh, so, yeah, it was just a terrific all-around defensive effort by the Pirates. And you know, that will need to continue going into the East Tennessee State game and obviously beginning league play um, down at uh, FAU uh, playing the Florida Atlantic Owls right out of the, the gates, preseason conference pick to win it all after their final four run of a season ago. And that game is on January 2nd. That's a Tuesday, 7 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2. That's going to be a tough game, but I, Bubba, I was going to say the um, if you look at it, and I'm not a guy like you are, I'm not a guy of moral victories, but I will say I do believe that two things help this program. Number one is you have those tight games against the SEC opponents, losing by South Carolina by six points, and then in Florida at Lakeland, 
that neutral game uh, to the University of Florida, the Gators. You lose by five. By the way, Coach Schwartz talked about last night about at the Chalk Talk uh, pregame that uh, the 70 points Florida um, that gave up to the Pirate or won, um, that's the lowest amount of points that uh, they've uh, shot the whole year. So, of course, Florida beat Michigan a couple nights ago. But anyway, uh, that and the fact that Cam, you've got Cam Hayes, and he he's a guy that is rusty. But like you heard RJ say last night in the press conference, we asked about him. He said uh, when he gets going, look out. I think his defense, of course, is there, and it's always that way in basketball, Bubba, as you know. Um, but, man, when he gets hit and uh, he starts shooting, he's a great shooter. That's what Coach brought him in. I think that uh, one final thing, Bubba, the uh, as far as I'm concerned, is the conference play having Cam Hayes now. Uh, that that's going to make a huge difference come uh, February and March, and who knows what will happen. Yeah, and to be able to to bring in a guy like Cam Hayes, or in the case of last night, uh, start Cam Hayes, but have a guy such as that at your disposal and that. It's a proven commodity in the ACC and SEC, averaging you know, eight, nine points a game over the course of multiple seasons. Um, that cannot be undervalued. And uh, so definitely look forward to seeing what is in store for Cam Hayes and, um, and the Pirates moving forward. But um, you know, this, this will be our final edition of Pirate Basketball Overtime for obviously over a week as the Pirates do not play again until the 29th against East Tennessee State. But um, here's hoping we can finish non-conference play, obviously eight and five, and then and then uh, who knows, you can go on the road and maybe, maybe uh, shock the nation uh, with a win over the Florida Atlantic Owls in that league opener. It's going to be great, Bubba, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, even more excited about conference play, like I said, with Cam coming in. And uh, these guys, uh, maybe the adversity will be behind them. And and Bubba, getting the ninth win, that'll be great if we can get a ninth win. And we've had a couple games let us uh, slip by, and, of course, those two SEC games. But we'll take the nine and five uh, going into conference play. And you feel like, Bubba, that uh, with the talent we have, we should um, – we have a good chance of getting a winning season. We'll keep that and uh, build from there. Yeah, I, I like the potential of this team. Um, you know, just got to find a way in those more challenging games, such as the, the South Carolinas and Florida State, uh, excuse me, Florida's um, against quality competition to be able to make those plays in crunch time. But um, before we get out of here, taking a look at the Pirates Unite Capital campaign, I know uh, you. We're talking to some of the folks with the Pirate Club yesterday at the game, and uh, they said that we were at 17 million raised. But I believe you have a, another update from this afternoon that um, we may even be a little farther along than that. Yeah. So basically, we uh, I was talking to folks last night. Uh, I think they've got a major gift yesterday. Um, I don't know if that's uh, anonymous, but it hasn't been announced yet. That put us at 17. And it looks like Bubba in the next uh, between now and the end of the year uh, by New Year's Eve, it's looking like that we'll have uh, 18 and a half is what they're projecting. That um, uh, some big asks, as they say, are out uh, as far as uh, pledges and donations. So 
uh, we're getting there. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, maybe by the end of this winter, January, well, by February, that we'll be really close to knocking the door. Let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and have a New Year's resolution. Let's go ahead and uh, break ground in 2024 uh, and have this thing because it's going to take, I would imagine, it's going to take a year and a half to get this uh, project completed. So you're looking at the middle, uh, probably summer of 25 if we started early next year is my guess, Bubba. Yeah, definitely need to get this done. It's long overdue, as we know. So if you're able to give to this campaign, um, definitely give the Pirate Club a call, 252-737-4540, and they'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. Um, or you, if you have no questions and just uh, willing to give, you can uh, go to ecupirateclub.com and, um, you know, pretty self-explanatory process uh, and if and again if you need any assistance i know ryan robinson and his team danielle uh, morin with with the pirate club would be glad to talk to you uh 252-737-4540 and final thing on um, team boneyard teamboneyard.org uh if you're able to support the pirates nil collective and then last year raised um just shy i, I want to say of half a million dollars on this year when we um, have definitely surpassed that, but need to surpass uh, one million in 2024. And you know, anybody that's able to give to that, again, go to teamboneyard.org. I appreciate um, that team uh, with with Team Boneyard, uh, Hank Hinton, uh, and then also uh, the others involved with that that make that a reality. Real quick, Bubba, I was told yesterday. Uh, by a source uh, there with Team Boneyard. They got a, I believe it was a $100,000 uh, donation to Team Boneyard yesterday, and there's more to come. And so I uh, just want to say, uh, give a shout out to the great folks, Team Boneyard. There's no paid salaries. These are all volunteers, uh, businessmen and women of the community. Uh, so thank you so much for them uh, to step up and help with uh, teamboneyard.org. Yeah, appreciate all those folks do. Again, Hank Hinton, I believe it's Doug Gomes, et cetera. Um, but I know if you have any questions concerning giving to teamboneyard.org, reach out to them on their website, um, you know, or if you know them personally or know someone who may uh, just present any questions you have because the Pirates certainly need your support in this new era of college athletics and with the way in this landscape currently is but um you know dave before we wrap this up and get out of here do you have anything else no thank you guys for uh always tuning in and if we have any information obviously during the holidays and beginning of the new year you know you can always check our social media thank you bubba for all you do with the social media behind the scenes and uh producing the show i hope that everybody has if we don't get in touch with everybody in the next few days hope everybody has a merry christmas and uh, certainly we'll be with, back with you uh, next week uh, for sure. And look forward to uh, hard to believe our sixth year coming up next year in 2024. Yeah, tough to believe. And again, appreciate everyone's support. Um, be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you've not already done so. Uh, like and follow us on all of our social media or wherever you tune in, whichever podcast platform uh, of choice is yours. But, um, you know, like, follow, comment, 
and subscribe. And we appreciate all you do for the program. It's certainly not the same, you know, when you don't have that interaction with Pirate Nation. But uh, for Dave Richmond, I'm Bob Rosenbaum. You've been watching, listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime here on the Sports Objective. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. And as always, go Pirates. Thank <laughs> you.